Hello and welcome to the Anne and Phelan Scoop. I'm Phelan McAleer and Anne McElhinney is on a plane from New York to Los Angeles. Uh, so we were both in town for the Gosnell play, Oh Gosnell, a show about the truth. Uh, more about that later, at least we got it, at least we had some performances of it. As you know, the actors walked out, the theatre cancelled the venue, but it went ahead and we got some reviews. Um, very interesting People were very moved by the show. More of that later. But actually, what I need to tell you about now is is truly shocking. The basic truth is that Hunter Biden had a spy on the set of the My Son Hunter movie. We've now just we've just discovered Hunter Biden's lawyer flew to Syria, misrepresented himself to us as a documentary filmmaker, and was able to gain access to the set for several days talked to everyone involved, asked very probing questions. Who knows what he was recording, what he tipped. Uh, and he's not just any ordinary lawyer. He's a guy called Kevin Morris, an uber lawyer uh, uh, from Hollywood, big fixer, uh, heavily connected to South Park. And this is how they got into our good graces. He represented himself as being part of the South Park team, which he was. He was South Park's lawyer, Trey Stone, Matt Parker, uh, he was their lawyer. He got them a $900 million deal. He said that they were expanding their their, their content, and that was why he was making, because to, to, to cater for this $900 million streaming deal, they needed lots of content. This documentary on Hunter Biden was going to be one of them, and we were going to do a little piece on our movie as part of that documentary. Very interesting, you know, uh, using, obviously, we were, South Park is an amazing show, not for everyone's taste, but they're funny. They have no sacred cows. I, I, I love, I was watching South Park the other night. They're fantastic um, at what they do. Wonderful. So he used the name of South Park to get in. Um, and it turns out, and now it's emerged that he is working for Hunter Biden. Kevin Morris is working for Hunter Biden. He was particularly interested in the content of the movie, what, the, what our sources were, where we got the information, what information we were using. What do we know about the laptop? What do we know about how the laptop got from the repair shop to the media? Who did we know in the media? Who was good? Who was bad? Who wasn't? All this kind of stuff. Stuff that would be very useful for Hunter Biden. Morris said he was a retired lawyer. That was very important. He was now retired. However, CBS News has reported and his law firm has confirmed that Mr. Morris is not a retired lawyer, but is re represents and is crafting, quote, a legal and media strategy, close quotes, for Hunter Biden. CBS News also reported that Morris was conducting a forensic, and this is a quote, conducting a forensic analysis and investigation into what happened to Hunter Biden's laptop, including how the device became public. Well, if you want to conduct a forensic analysis of it, Mr. Kevin Morris, ask your client, right? And Mr. Kevin Morris, don't misrepresent yourself to me that's unethical to me that sounds like a breach of ethics a breach of lawyerly ethics it, it appears from cbs news too that uh kevin morris either paid or arranged to be paid to two million for two million dollars to be paid to cover hunter biden's tax debts so therefore to keep him out of prison because he hadn't paid his tax bill that's what i'm reading on cbs news this it's amazing it's shocking Again, shocking but not shocking. The, you know, these. This is what. This is. It's great to be a Democrat. You stay out of jail. You don't have to pay your taxes. 
you get jobs. Hunter Biden, let's not forget why we're making the My Son Hunter movie. Hunter Biden was giving, given tens of millions of dollars by uh, foreign entities, Ukrainian ent- entities, Russian entities, Chinese entities, uh, and they demanded almost no work off him. They didn't care that Hunter Biden was, uh, by his own admission, taking crack cocaine every 20 minutes. Burisma, the Ukrainian oil and gas company, were paying him $83,000 a month. I mean, there was Chinese businessmen giving him millions and millions and millions of dollars for the for the most tenuous of reasons. Uh, and now we've got this lawyer, Kevin Morris, arranging for a $2 million payment. It's nice to be a Democrat. It's nice to be a Biden in today's America. All, these, all this money just comes to you. You stay out of jail. And your lawyer has the resources to take a private jet. Yeah, they took a private, him and his associates took a private jet to Serbia where we were filming the My Son Hunter movie and filmed us for days and days and days. I mean, at the time, I thought, wow, they're filming a lot. But it's the South Park guys. It'll be great if they were able to push the movie out. You know, this guy used the South Park name. So uh, these people will stop at nothing. The Hunter Biden will stop at nothing to, to, to cover up their malfeasance. The Democrats, they're very, very worried about the Hunter Biden story, which is why it's so important that it gets out there. So please keep your eyes out. Go to mysonhunter.com, sign up for updates. And if you haven't signed up for updates, uh, please do. Uh, But also, please donate to the movie. Let's get it out. It's almost finished. Let's get it out and let's make some waves. Thank you. So, yeah, Anne's going back to L.A. to work on the finishing the, the Hunter Biden movie, My Son Hunter, which is getting hotter by the minute. Um, I mean, we, it's been an incredible weekend. We had the opening weekend. As you know, this was not supposed to be the first weekend that the Gosnell play was on. It was supposed to be on the previous weekend. We were supposed to have previews. And... Uh, you know, as as I said last week, first of all, we lost the venue. Uh, Theatre Row pulled out six days beforehand, claiming that uh, it was inappropriate for children, uh, that we had committed fraud. They haven't produced any evidence of fraud, any evidence. And the, the, this is, by the way, this is the same theatre that had a play called Hitler's Tasters, which had... Uh, was a story about young girls in Hitler's Germany working for Hitler who were exploring their sexuality. So, very appropriate for children indeed. Um, The fraud, they never really said what the fraud was. The truth is, people just don't want uh, to know the truth about what Gosnell was doing, the truth about abortion. This play is on, our play, which is verbatim from the trial, only using actual words from the trial testimony. You can find out more about it at gosnellplay.com. Our play is is only using actual testimony, but it's on because Uber Hollywood producer J.J. Abrams put on is putting on, and at the same time, uh, a, a play, oh God, a show about abortion. It's a one-woman show, uh, a, a comedic show about abortion, and we thought we felt if they can laugh about it, then we can we can tell the truth about it. So yeah, if they can laugh about it, we can tell the truth about it. And you know, I've been to the J.J. Abrams funded abortion comedy, and you know, it's neither about abortion nor is it comedic, as I said. So we put on Gosnell. Uh, it was an amazing success. We were virtually sold out every night. Over Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night sold out. Um, in fact, uh, on Sunday we, uh, we we were oversold. I accidentally oversold. 
luckily the traffic was so bad with Mother's Day that four people arrived late, so they they were going to be standing at the back anyway because they couldn't interrupt the show. But it was stuffed; it was packed, and we've had standing ovations. I think on three of our out of those four nights, um, the the cast are just wonderful, you know. But they're working with great material because. The truth is very compelling. I, I spoke to someone involved in the production and they said, from now on, I only ever want to work in verbatim theatre. Um, oh, by the way, out there is New York. We're uh, I'm over in New Jersey and you can see, unfortunately, it's too bright out there. And you can, the, the, there is the uh, New, York held, um, New York skyline. So the actors walked out um, one day before the play was supposed to open for the previews. We had to cancel the previews. Huge problem. Uh, you know, the Tony Awards have just been announced, the Tony nominations. Normally I would look at those, and but now I, I just can't look at them anymore. They're just giving themselves so many awards for being so brave. And you know what? They're not brave at all. They think bravery is shouting something in a loud voice about something every one of their friends agrees with, like climate change or abortion is good or whatever it is whatever or whatever the 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 cause du jour is and you know trump is racist whatever it is and to me that's not brave that's just that's pandering actually so i i've asked people to be brave the actors are wonderful the people working around the show are wonderful um and i encourage you please if you're in new york come to the show gosnellplay.com if you're not in new york and Please send anyone you know to it. Um, actually, let's hear what some members of the audience thought. Um, let's hear. I, I interviewed some people as they came out. Oh, my gosh. It was unbelievable. Talk about getting the truth out. I am from Pennsylvania, the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation. We lived Gosnell. We went through everything day by day by day, and you have capsulized it in a way that is unbelievable. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. One would think it was fiction if you didn't know better. It was very powerful, very gripping, uh, surreal. I actually attended this trial, and to summarize this trial in one hour uh, was an amazing feat. It was well done. I highly recommend coming to this show in the this weekend or uh, the weekend after Mother's Day and get in here because you you're going to be rocked and shocked at what is promoted today as completely acceptable. We've had a week of abortion news and we've heard many politicians advocating abortion till birth. Well, that's what this man specialized in, so it's outrageous what we what we heard in this place. So, you've got to know the truth. This Playo Gosnell tells it. Frankly, I've never been to anything as wonderful and graphic and above all so truthful as what's portrayed tonight. The only regret I have that it isn't being played in a place like Madden Square Gardens, and I hope someday it will be, because the truth is the only thing that would make us free about the horror of abortion, and you've done an incredibly wonderful job in portraying the truth. People were moved. People say you have to see this. It's only an hour long. It's um, it's not particularly graphic, and uh, you know, I think it's helped by the fact that it's real people saying it, telling the truth. So therefore, you can handle what they say. 
but also uh, it's only an hour long. Um, the, actually, there were a number of students came several nights, which I was very happy to see, young people. So let's hear what they thought of it. I think it was a great play. Um, I'm young, and I think that some people may think that young people shouldn't see it because it's kind of graphic. But I don't think so because a lot of the people who are getting abortions are young, um, like me. And I think that they should really see what it means and basically that this is a real story that really happens and um, it's something that has to be visible, that it can't be just hidden away. So I think this play did a very good job at showing that in a very creative and very well-informed way. And it gave both sides, so that's great. And I really enjoyed the play. Um, I thought it was very well done. It's unthinkable to actually think this is a real story, but I think it's a story that needs to be told, needs to be heard, um, and the actors did a great job of bringing that story to life. Oh, I think real life, you have to be honest and authentic, and that's what we saw tonight. I came to see the play uh, Kermit Gaznow, and I thought it was very well done. The quality, of the play was excellent, the actors were great, and I just believe this is a story that needs to get out. I did see uh, this play out on the news, but the details that I received, it was, uh, it, was, it was more than what I expected. So it was excellent, and I recommend it highly. Yeah, so the students loved it. So if you know any students in New York, please get them to come as well. Um, I, I just can't recommend it enough. Uh, I, I can't believe so many people who said, I thought I knew the Gosnell story, uh, but now I really, really, really understand it because you hear people recreate witness testimony, people recreate questions, recreate answers, and you see them in real time stumbling, trying, you know, uh, you, you see them trying to, trying to, well, actually here, let, let's, um, we, we actually recorded other actors um reading this previous to this, and it sort of inspired us to do the play. Let's see um, one of those actors uh, that are not in the show, but let's see them do some of that testimony, and this is what you can kind of look forward to. I worked extremely hard, yes. Okay. And you work very hard, and your goal at all times was to do a good job, correct? At least. At the worst, a good job. At the worst, a good job, and at the best, an outstanding job, correct? Correct. And that's the effort that you were giving each and every day when you began in July of 2003 with Dr. Kermit Gosnell, correct? Correct. And I assume that that was the mindset of yours that continued on through all your years of working with him, correct? No, no. I was doing the best I could, and then the best I could just wasn't enough. All right. At some point, I was overwhelmed, and I didn't think I was... Literally, to draw the analogy, I felt like a fireman in hell. I couldn't put out all the fires. Became too busy. Too many things were going on. Correct? Yes. And the ladies and gentlemen of the jury have seen this before, and this is a schematic version of what you're talking about. Is it not? Correct. Okay. And the tools that we're talking about here, that grip and traction, is the tools that are seen in the hands of the abortion provider there. Correct? Correct. And we see from the pictures that the body parts are grabbed at random with these tools and just pulled out, right? Whatever you can get your hands on, correct. 
And that's why when you see the fetuses that have been done under this fashion, many times they're fragmented. That is, they're pulled apart when they're completely evacuated, correct? Correct. And basically, they're ripped out of there part by part, correct? Correct. That's the standard procedure, unpleasant as it might look here. That's the standard procedure, the proper procedure, the way to do it, correct? Yes, if you're going to do it with the grasping tools, instruments. Okay. And in first trimester ones, it's not quite as violent. A suction can be used because it's obviously just much smaller and much easier to remove, correct? Correct. And many times in much earlier pregnancies, the situation will become one where the suction will be sufficient to remove the items, correct? Correct. All right. And then these items are taken out into those jars. That's what those jars are made for and disposed of, correct? In the larger patients, meaning 20 weeks, those jars don't handle any of the organs or limbs, only the decidua, the buildup. Under that, yes, most of it can be taken into the jar. Whose decision, you said we, was it to increase the cytotech level to cause precipitation? Kermit Gosnell. So the cytotech level, or dosage, began to increase. You said there were more and more precipitations. Yes, he felt comfortable with it. Previously, he was doing it before I got there, and the fetuses were precipitating at the patient's homes, and it was quite disturbing, as you can imagine. So he started to bring them in, and to fit in the timeline that the procedure would take place, we added more cytotech incrementally over time. Okay. So over the course of your years there, and the cytotech level increased, you started getting more precipitous deliveries. Correct? Correct. Where would that take place in the clinic? <laughs> Everywhere. When you say everywhere, where were the women having babies there? In the bathrooms, in the recovery room, which was also a waiting room, a bullpen before you would go in for your procedures, in the waiting rooms on the second floor, in the clinical rooms on the second floor. We had patients also on the third floor, but on the second floor, literally, it, was, it would rain fetuses. Some days I would come up, I'd be called, a scream, and I would go running, and fetuses all over the place, and blood. So please, if you're in New York, come to the Gosnell Play. Go to gosnellplay.com. If you're not in New York, send it to someone in New York, gosnellplay.com. Uh, if, you, if you can't do any of that, please then go to the gosnellplay.com and donate, and uh, you'll um, we'll be really glad of that as well. You know, it's never been more important, I think, that the truth gets out, especially with the bullying that's going on around the Supreme Court judges' houses. You know, all over Ireland and all over England and all over Europe, they're now having legislation where you're not allowed to peacefully protest within, you know, half a mile of an abortion clinic. Uh, but the reality is the only people who will be violent, the only people who, um, who, the only protesters at the moment that you need protection from are the uh, so-called pro-choice people. They're the ones who are bullying. They're the ones who are threatening violence. Let's have a look at this lady outside St. Patrick's Church. Um here in New York last Sunday. And I warn you, this is not... You might want to avert your eyes at this. 
Yeah, we're we're trying to bring the truth, and 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 that's all it is. It's just the truth. We're not putting any cause on it or any spin on it. Actually, it was very interesting. One woman, we've had a number of people come who are just true crime aficionados, and I've been very interested in their response. One woman came, and she, you know, she was a self-described old hippie, you know, who was hugely pro-abortion, hugely pro-choice, but it, this play rattled her, it shook her, and she came out at the end, and she kept saying, but, but what was your intention? You know, why, why did you put this play on? And really what she, what she was looking for there was for someone to say, we're hugely pro-life, we're biased, you know, save the babies. And then she could go, ah, well, then I can dismiss this because they've come from such a biased place. But we didn't engage with that. We just said, look, that's the truth. That's Everyone there is under oath, and, and it's unimpeachable. No one was challenged in what they said. So that is the truth about abortion. So you're going to have to work it out from there. And you could see her walking away, shaking her heads, not, not knowing what to do. So on our other big project, uh, go to mysonhunter.com and get more details. Sign up for emails. Um, you're going to like what we've done. We'll be releasing a trailer and a teaser very soon, so sign up for that as well. You'll be the first to get it at email, so please do that. Go to mysonhunter.com. Um, a short podcast this week because we are so busy and we are doing so much. So until next week, all the best, uh, and go to gosnellplay.com or mysonhunter.com. Thanks, bye. <laughs>